Good evening and greetings, fine listeners, and welcome to Seriosity. When we last left our hero, you know how this goes. Seriously, go back if you're not caught up. Oh, contributing, are we? It's just, ugh, this part is so boring. Maybe for you, but we have to make sure the audience has the context for the next chapter. I doubt you could do better. Challenge accepted. I wasn't suggesting- Okay, let me see. I'm dead, my kid, a daughter I never knew I had, shows up, and then my mom shows up. And she's horrible, and everyone decides they should kill her. And someone does, and now they're trying to figure out who did it. And there's a buttload of cash. Eloquent. A large sum of money I earned. Earned, huh? Yes, earned. Just because I did it a little illegally doesn't mean I didn't earn it. But I won't get to enjoy any of it. Why is that again? Oh yeah, cause I'm dead! A little too emotionally attached to the material. Don't get all condescending like that. Oh, and my mom's spirit's up Wait, where'd she go? Like a good dead character, I imagine she moseyed on to the great beyond in an orderly fashion. Wait, she got to leave this in-betweeny thingy place and I don't? That's not fair! Oh, trust me, I agree. Ugh. Okay, everybody. So it's real it's late. It's around 2.30, and everyone below is crowded around his mom's corpse. You've been grilling me for over an hour. Oh, Ryle, don't exaggerate. I've been gathering information regarding Constance's murder from everyone here. I only moved on to you but 45 moments ago. You only spent about 15 on Josephine. Hello? My whole life's mission was to find my dad, not kill him. And I'm three foot two, unlike some people who stand at six foot ten with some suspiciously close-set eyes. What's that supposed to mean? It means you, sir, are a shoo-in for this sort of vocation. What? Listen to the child. She's perfectly correct. The way you slink about silently like a ghost in socks. That deep and imposing baritone of yours. <laughs> Don't even try to start Lionel. Ooh, I have one. His laugh. Winsley. Sorry, Ryle, I just... I don't want to be left out. You know what this is. This is profiling, and I won't stand for it. Got any better suspects for us? How about the one who hacked up Kirkland in the first place? The one who keeps suspiciously throwing blame around this whole room? Oh my, he has a point there. Uh, well, I... Got anything to say for yourself, Serena? Get her! All of you stay back! If you even think of getting an inch closer, I will gut you with this scalpel and light you on fire! Not if I have anything to say about it! Hiya! Ma! Winsley! Mama! Winsley! Winsley! There's no one within a ten-foot radius of you! I don't care! Someone in this room has been cutting a swath of blood through my relatives and I will let them swath no more! Come to me, Josephine! I'll protect you! <laughs> Uh, nice try. If there's anyone killing your relatives, it's you! My granny here was the last one in your way for my father's money before I came along. And as for the rest of you, know this. When the Jimenez Cartel had me cornered in a cave, ten full-grown men went in. Only I came out. That has to be an exaggeration. <gasps> How did you get all the way over there? I... Walked across the room for an hors d'oeuvre? Well, I didn't see you do it. Ryle, if you want us not to think you're a potential threat, you have got to stop sneaking around everywhere. Oh, my nerves. I'm positively trembling. I'm going to the study for a brandy. Stay where you are, Winsley. You seem to know all the ins and outs of this house. You knew all about that secret circuit breaker to turn the lights off. You are not skulking off to trigger some trap and drop a piano on my head. Can I please say something? What? what? It's really late. I'm really tired. I don't want to kill anyone. I just want to go to bed. Can I go? 
Look, here, Lionel, Lionel, look here. No, look, calm down, Lionel. Here, check me for weapons. See, I'm unarmed. You are all safe from me. It doesn't prove innocence, but I'll agree that perhaps this has gotten a little out of hand. We... Oh, wait a second, we did it again! What? We forgot that Lionel also could be the murderer. How delightfully great! I don't know about you lot, but I've had just about all I can handle for one evening. It has been an exceedingly emotional evening for everyone. I haven't slept since I got off the train 17 hours ago. I know it sounds risky, but hear me out. I think we all should get some sleep. What are you, crazy? One of us is a murderer! You think I've forgotten that? But I dare say we're all more than a little drained and our common sense is suffering. I mean, we've been just sitting staring at this body for a good two hours and no one so much as suggested moving her. If any of us expects to handle this situation in a semi-coherent manner, we need to get our strength up. I must say a lie down does sound dreadfully appealing. (sighs) I propose we make a pact. Whomever the murderer may be, just stop it. Promise to stop it and behave yourself for one night. And just for this evening, let's all congregate in one room. Safety in numbers, just in case. What are they? They're making a pact? They're shaking hands and going to sleep? That's so boring. And what if the murderer just stabs one of them? Huh? Look, they're all just bunking down in the same room. What is this? You gotta wake everybody up. Not how it's done. Oh, come on! What are we supposed to do now? I have an idea. Let's play a game of cards to pass the time. You know gin rummy? Yay, an old person's game. Or we can sit around. That's the choice. <sighs> gin rummy. Excellent. And now, we'll need a place to play in. I'll whip up something nice. How about the interior of a hunting lodge? Carved furniture. Bearskin rug. Roaring fire. And I've always loved the smell of leather-bound books. Not bad. Thank you. So how am I supposed to play with the detached voice of a narrator? Oh, I'll just pop on down. What up? Shorter than I thought you'd be. Sorry to disappoint you. (laughs) Seriously, you're like the kids I used to beat up in high school. I just wonder why someone would want to kill you in cold blood. Do you want to play or not? All right, then. Deal me in. Oh, forgot the card table. Table, up here. Have a seat. Now you know the rules? Of course I do. Then stop showing me your cards. I'm trying, it's just... Ah, these ghost hands, they won't hold on to anything. Why do you think I wanted to play cards so badly? You are just... Oh, no. What's that? That's my supervisor coming. He is not a nice person. The cards disappear. (laughs) Ah! The hunting cabin illusion of grandeur disappears. Whoa! And the narrator is suitably abstract again. Hey! Well, Herb, I think it's time we had a little performance assessment. Your name's Herb? (laughs) Be quiet, figment. Trust me, do what he says. Hey, boss. Great to see you again. Everything is fine here. It doesn't look like that to me, Herb. 
Your tone is inconsistent, your timing unreliable, and there are several continuity discrepancies you've failed to address. Yeah, tell them how boring it is, too. Didn't I tell you to be silent? Figment. Wait, who's Figment? Oh, boy. You are a figment of imagination, and you know not with what you meddle. <laughs> oh, really? What can you do to me? I'm dead. No, you're not. Wait, what? You're alive. I'm alive again! Yes, you are. With all the physical vulnerabilities of mortality. Wait, what? With the force of artillery, KFJ is shot into the sky. <laughs> he goes up, up. Up into the stratosphere, where there is no air but the void of space. <laughs> then he plummets back towards the Earth. <laughs> the ground rushes towards him as he anticipates the explosive splat with which he will land. <laughs> but before this can happen, he finds himself in a new scenario. What? He is now three years old. In his hand, he holds his favorite Buanki as he snuggles his face into its comforting softness. It bursts into flames. As the Buanki burns to ash, there, look there, your kitten, Whiskers. Whiskers. It dies. <laughs> and wait, what's that I hear? A call from the void, whispering, Kirkland. Kirkland. No, no, no. Yes. He can just make out her figure in the shadows. No, no, no! Lucretia. Lucretia Hackstrucken. <laughs> loved, left with child, and spit out of hell for having stolen all the fury it had to offer. She has emerged from that pit of Sheol. And she has come for thee, Kirkland Frederick Jonathan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. I promise. Make me a ghost again. Make me a ghost again. Very well. Behold, Figment, the power of a narrator uninhibited. Now, Herb, don't think I've forgotten about you. This story is a mess. The way you've been bumbling through it since Chapter One, I'm quite certain you have no idea where you're going with all this. That's not the case, I hope. That'd be grounds to can the project immediately. I, I have a plan. But you see right here what I've had to deal with. He just started going off and ignoring my narration. He just started going off? I'm going to read from the transcript here. Chapter 1. Any authority that lays hands on him has never been able to hold on for very long. So clever is he. These are the words you used. So? Herb, we are not technical writers. We are not copywriters. We are not even journalists. We are narrators. We are the masters of wordcraft. Our job demands that we not only string words together, but are aware of every nuance of those words. You go around spewing open-ended language like any authority because you think it sounds sophisticated without considering the implications. Any authority? You know who's an authority in this situation? The narrator! And your solution to this problem you brought on yourself was to kill your protagonist? You did this to me? Which I suppose is fine, if you had a plan in mind. But I don't see it. All I see is you actively laboring to avoid incorporating your protagonist into the rest of the story. Though you seem to be spending an awful lot of attention on him nonetheless. Well, he won't go away. Also, something that didn't just happen. Maybe you can figure out why down the road. But that's not important now. 
Your probationary period is reaching a point at which I may start releasing additional narrative devices back to you. I'm getting my abilities back? No, not yet. Not while you have an idle protagonist standing by. A beat, as Herb regarded KFJ, the very representation of all his failures. You made the choice to kill him. That's on you. You still need to make him an active and regular contributor to the plot. So what? Should I just reanimate him? Yeah, like, reanimate me? Uh, sorry, quiet like a church mouse here. Oh, really, Herb. It's ham-fisted narrative solutions like that that had those ridiculous vampires running rampant in your last story. But you know what? I can't stop you if you do. Go ahead. But by the time the story resolves, you'd better hope I'm impressed. Now, I'm going to get you started up again, so you aren't burning company time twiddling your thumbs. We cut to the still-living residents of the house below, as the birds chirp their morning chorus and the sunlight floods the mansion through the windows. Now put your protagonist to use. Make it work. I'll be listening. You. Can we come back to this later? You! I said later! Now, as birds began to herald in a new day, our motley crew roused themselves from fitful slumber. One by one, they peeked out from under their covers, still suspicious of the murderer's ill intent. All were fully awake, save for the motionless Winsley. All right, now that we've established we can get a few winks without being stabbed, I suggest we all move together to the kitchen. I'd absolutely adore a coffee about now. Anyone else fancy a cup? I'd like one. Black, no sugar. Hey, Winsley, coffee run. You got that? Uh, guys? Why isn't he moving? Winsley? Winsley, darling! Wait a minute, where's Lionel? The fiend! I should have suspected there's Occam's razor for you, the butler indeed! Lionel! Lionel! I just killed a man! Put a gun against his Oh, thank heavens! We nearly had a serial killer on our hands. Serena, not to take a sledgehammer to your optimism here, but we've still got two dead bodies with us. That means a serial killer. It means we've got a murderer on our hands, Ryle. It would take three bodies to make it a serial killer. <sighs> Someone call for me? We thought you got bumped off. Oh, why, that's absurd. <laughs> After we made a pact. Well, you gotta admit, it was pretty concerning. I mean, when everyone was yelling and you didn't wake up or even move. Apologies if I gave you a fright, my little muffin. You see, ever since I flunked economics at school, I've been such an unusually deep sleeper. Guys, seriously, where's Lionel? Charging into the kitchen, the crew found Lionel, ever the Viking of servitude that he was, slaving away to produce the very brunch for which Regina was about to arrive. Or rather, struggling to slave away, as he was collapsing face-first into a platter of foie gras, pâté, eggs benedict, and beluga caviar. Lionel, whatever Kirkland's been paying you, it's not enough. Yes, because history has shown that rich, privileged males always make a point to pay their servants well. Lionel, it looks like he's been up all night cooking. What a completely unnecessary thing to do. Lionel, dear, we need you to wake up. Now. Lionel, I'm going to slap you, dear, but please don't take this as anything other than love. I won't. She was talking to Lionel. Oh, oh yes, of course. 
Well, physical violence was my only idea. Anyone else care to give it a try? He's dead to the world. <laughs> Not the time for jokes, Ryle. Regina will be here any minute. Where's Chris? Regina! The brunch! Oh, Lionel, you darling little man. A true gentleman's gentleman. So attentive to detail. Always there to catch us when we fall. Oh, Lionel, I could kiss you. Uh, not literally, dear. Mm. Nearly had him there. Oh. Well, turning a few more lights on couldn't hurt. There's barely any on. Here, let me just... Mm. Not enough. Whoops! Wrong switch. How about this one? Mikasa Sukasa. What on earth is that? Strobe lights. Shots. Alcohol. Is that Kirkland's Drop voice? Well, it certainly brought around Lionel. Winsley, no. Lionel, help me out here, bro. Let me guess. You recorded this obscene number with an energy drink in hand and a tap out shirt? How dare you? I refuse to poison my temple with drinks filled with chemicals. I'll have you know I drink only organic, locally grown coffee bean. They go coffee in Malibu? Ah, shut up! Then how did you know about my tap out shirt? Gah, you are so unavoidably douchey! Cease this nefarious air poison immediately! Oh, much better. You know you loved it. I'll get you a copy for Christmas. Oh, how about giving me a gift that matters and float your ghostly self back into the story? After you just called me a douche? Ha! Fat chance! Thank you. Honestly, Winsley, Regina, the height of societal living, will be here for brunch any moment and you switch on the abomination that is EDM! When we still have two bodies to deal with and... Lionel, stay awake! For heaven's sake, how are we going to pull this off? This money better be worth it! Serena, I know this is neither time nor place, but now that Kirkland's, you know, passed on, we can split this fortune two ways instead of three. A notable point, Ryle. We'll be sure to renegotiate between the two of us. But first things first. Winsley? Yes? Winsley, we're about to embark on a great adventure. Now, in mere moments, Regina Thorne is going to walk through that door. And when she does, it's especially important that not only do we keep Kirkland and his mum hidden far from her sight, but that you... That we, really, all of us, keep her completely ignorant of his passing, so to speak. You want me to lie to Regina? Winsley, it's the only way. Regina won't likely hand over such a fortune to us if Kirkland, the leader of her favourite noted charity, is no longer alive to lead it. But swindling, uh, swindling and thievery... How else are we supposed to carry on his work? No! I mustn't. Such treachery. Cousin would never have agreed to this. Winsley, I understand your concern. Clearly you don't if you're about to perform such a despicable stunt. All this underhandedness and double-dealing. Let's not forget what the Ignavus Chismigaskas Foundation stood for in the first place. It was about doing something right and good. Someone really has to tell him the truth. You two have besmirched Cousin's name enough since his passing. And I'll not allow such a reputable organization, such a worthy cause, to be reduced to nothing but a colossal scandal. 
What kind of shoddy chief of public relations would I be if I sanctioned such lies? Hmm. You can turn your back to me all you want, Winsley, but may I remind you of the love that all in this room share for your cousin? More lies, Serena? It certainly is not a lie, nor is this promise. Promise? Winsley, I know. I know the thing you want most. You do? You do? Undoubtedly. And I'm willing to prove it. Go on. Perhaps an arrangement can be made, a monthly plan of sorts. Winsley, turn around. You wouldn't. Seriously, you wouldn't. Why isn't she breaking eye contact with him? If you're willing to do this, Winsley, I am willing to give you your very own cell phone. What? No. <laughs> oh, deal has been struck and I accept. Oh, it's as if little heart shapes have sprung up over my eyes. Ah. <sighs> Now that that's taken care of... Speaking of compensation, I think as not only my dad's direct descendant, but also an accomplice here, I should be getting a cut of this fortune. I mean, as long as we're renegotiating. Yes, Josephine Darling, of course, we'll be more than happy to pay for your therapy after this is all over and done. Now, collect those jars of your father's organs, please. Yes, the ones under the table. I'm afraid the formaldehyde has quite the pungent odour. Lionel, you as well. For Kirkland, Lionel. Oh, boy, that's a stinky body. Only going to get worse with Granny Jonathan dead now, too. Oh, that smell. You know, we really should have gotten rid of them when they were... Ah, uh, when they were... I believe the word you're looking for is fresher. We should have, but we didn't. Now, I'm afraid Kirkland's shed is quite full, but there's a small space between the shed and the side of the house into which we could wedge he and Constance. It'll be a bit of a tight squeeze, of course, but it's only until we can find a better, more permanent option after Regina leaves. In the meantime, Winsley, Ryle, I'll leave you two to dazzle Miss Thorne. Come along, Lionel. Josephine? There won't be much left of me if they keep dragging my body around like this. You could get down there and try to lend them a hand, or blow on the nape of their necks. That was a legit attempt, Herb. Not like you were much help. Oh, when I see what you're trying to do, getting me back down there, back in the story, just so you don't get fired. Well, I'm taking a page out of your book, Brosif, and I'm not gonna help you. And ha! so, in this desperate hour, both the dismembered corpses of KFJ and that of his mother were dragged outside, the two bodies shoved so close together that even the most devout Freudian would have shuddered to witness it. They've got us toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Our feet are touching! And not a moment too soon, for mere seconds later, a magenta Nissan Cube came gliding up the driveway. A Cube? Really? You say you're gonna send her off with your personal driver and I'm expecting a Hummer limousine- Not quite. Who's omniscient now? Uh, who gets a personal driver and then has them drive a cube? When I said personal driver, I may have meant something like, uh, Uber? Seriously? Gotta save money somehow. Oh, she's here! The driver's getting out. He, he's opening the back seat. Oh, gracious, what a tidal wave of cash is spilling out the door. It's a regular Everest. And now she's sliding down it as a means of exiting the car. Winsley, that's ridiculous. Come over here to the window and see. Whee! Why would it be piled loose into the car like that? We gave her money bags, like 80 money bags. Oh. Oh. She used them all. It's that much. Ryle, really? Come see. It's just a joyful sight. She looks like she's trying to reenact a Scrooge McDuck scene. She's literally swimming in the money toward the front steps. 
And here comes another one of those cars with a funny horseshoe in the window. That's a you. Winsley. Oh, and another. Winsley. Oh, oh, yes? I think we can get your phone an unlimited data plan with all that money. You know, for business purposes. Oh. Just remember. Not a word of Kirkland's passing. That's the spirit. Yoo-hoo! Hello, my fun brunch bunch. My, she sounds... well. What on earth? Literally. Regina's just completely transformed. I know, it's, it's like we replaced her with a whole different person. Yeah, like a new rejuvenated Regina. Hey, I see what you're doing here. What? You're not gonna have a chummy conversation here like we're buddies. I'm still mad at you. I'm furious. Regina, welcome back. Thank you, my angel. I've missed my little worker bees. Oh, yes, we have been working very hard. I hope you didn't trouble yourself too much on my account, putting this brunch together. I can always come back later. Oh, no, no, it's fine. It's really fine. We'll get this brunch underway just as soon as we set the dining room table. Oh, I got a better idea. Why don't we eat al fresco? What? We'll picnic outdoors in the crisp morning air. It'll be good for the spirits. Far less stuffy than indoors, and we can really put our feet up. Oh, but Regina, dear, we had planned such an elegant... No, there's no need to stand on ceremony with me anymore. I'm already feeling so much looser than last night. What do you say, chums? Ha, 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 sure. Chum... Winsley, why don't you tell Miss Thorne about the menu? Oh, I would love to. While I just go speak with my associates. Now, I only got a glimpse of the kitchen, but I can tell you this. Lionel has assembled quite the sumptuous... Get in here. Get in here. Serena, Josephine, Lionel, now! What? What is it? She wants to eat outside. (gasps) She wants a picnic. Something about fresh air and being friends. Out of the question. We've got bodies out here. That's what I said. What? No, I mean I said it was out of the question, but she won't take no for an answer. We have to get the bodies inside without her noticing. And how are we supposed to do that? (gasps) Yes, Ryle. If Kirkland and his mother are propped against the side of the house and Regina is in the backyard, then how do you propose we get the bodies by her unnoticed? What are we supposed to do? Just hurl them through a window? Yes, exactly. Do that. To the backyard, Winsley. Come along. Of course, Regina. Go, go. To the side of the house. Now. No time. Everything all right, Ryle? But of course. Winsley, why don't you and Regina set up your picnic outside? Here, take this throw from the couch and spread it out over the grass. Lionel will be out shortly with the appetizers. Well then, care to link arms and venture together into the great outdoors with me, Winsley? Why, yes. It's almost like a dance party walking like this. Well, onward. (sighs) Okay. Okay. Ryle treads softly across the carpet, following the house's side wall until he finally happened upon the open bay window through which he could see his companions. Psst, guys! (gasps) Make a noise! Announce yourself! Announce yourself from five feet away! You're so sneaky! I was... It's carpet in here. Carpet doesn't make a noise. It doesn't help that you seem almost genetically prone No to... time. Just toss him through to me. There isn't much of him anymore. Just bits and bobs. Here, uh, take his head. Ah. Uh, his hands. Ah. 
his liver. Okay, just uh, not quite so fast. Wait for my signal before you send concert. Well, that's done. <clears throat> Backwards as this may seem, it was necessary. Just the same, hardly a permanent solution. No, it's not. Which is why, in the meantime, I have a business proposition for you, Josephine. Okay. You're a well-traveled, worldly, and resourceful young woman, aren't you? I suppose. Any chance that, on your extensive travels, you picked up some skills in ditch digging? You're asking me to dig a grave. My dead dad and my grandmother's grave. Now, when you say it like that, it just sounds cold. Sure, why not? Outstanding! Ryle! I say, Ryle, is everything all right in there? Yes, of course. Chum! There's a shovel in the shed. Make it quick. Lionel! Get in here and start serving the first tray. Not around the house into the backyard where she can see you. Through the window like a normal deviant. Up you go. That's it. Now you, Serena. I need your help getting the bodies upstairs. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Right, is that your hand? Okay, moving on. There you go, Lionel. Now, I'll go out and set up the dishes. You go into the kitchen and grab that foie gras. Oh, no, Lionel. Oh, Lionel, wake up. Lionel. Lionel! Oh, he's been fighting that tranquilizer I gave him all night. It's really astounding. He's lasted as long as he has. Well, who's going to serve all this food? Not sure if you caught on to this, but we seem to have our hands quite full. Lionel goes and his whole brunch suffers. Then Regina begins wondering what's happening behind the scenes and asking questions. We're sunk without the butler. Well, would you be open to another pharmaceutical option? Open would be putting it generously. Here, follow me to the kitchen, dear. You know I once worked on a secret military project to develop a super stimulant for sleepless spies. It worked by causing the heart to suck in a greater volume of blood by a factor of ten times its normal rate, resulting in vigorously enhanced metabolism and oxygen circulation. That doesn't sound like something our country would approve of. Oh, it wasn't for them. The test subjects performed wondrously until every one of their hearts literally exploded in their chests within minutes. I eventually theorised a solution for that little bit. The heart explosion part? Quite. But many of my findings were destroyed in a very untimely raid. So, you're saying we turn Lionel into an unstoppable rage machine so he can serve an old lady brunch? Of course not, silly. But I can assemble a less potent version, make a few substitutions with the supply in the kitchen, have it in no time at all. I'm sure Lionel's won't fly into a complete Hulk rage, and it won't kill him. At least, it, it shouldn't. Do what you must. Fantastic! Now, there'll be an unacceptable delay if he ingests it traditionally. If I distill it into a syrup and administer it via the hypodermic expressway... Oh, good thing I always come prepared with a spare syringe. <laughs> Yeesh. I'm going to go into the kitchen and take dishes out to Regina. Oh, take your time, Ryle. Ooh, now, where does Kirkland keep his Fuego Huracano energy drinks? I'll need the testosterone. So then Papa said... Son, the goldfish isn't dead. He's fainted from the shock of something shameful that you did. And that's how he got me to confess every transgression I'd committed from infancy to my eight years of age then. Though I must have missed one. The poor goldfish never revived. 
Ah, Sir Ryle, won't you and Dr. Salome be joining us as well? I'd really love to, but you know someone has to make sure Lionel stays on track with all those courses. Was that Lionel just now? Ryle, I wonder, is he quite all right? Oh, he probably just stubbed his toe on something. Here, Winsley, do you mind setting up the rest of the dishes? Oh, but of course. I'll just go and check on the kitchen. Oh, allow yourself a rest, man. You've done more than enough already. Uh, Can't argue with you there. Have your other two colleagues been running themselves ragged in the same manner? I've seen neither hide nor hair of Dr. Salomeo Kirkland. Where is Kirkland, Ryle? Kirkland? He's, uh, feeling a bit... Scattered this morning. All the stress of his recent endeavors, you know. He's upstairs, lying down. Well, I'd better pop up there and check in no! on him. I mean, he's also ill. All pale and feverish and vomiting. It's highly contagious. Oh, you really shouldn't worry about me. I've been fit as a fiddle ever since girlhood. Really, my dear Regina, Kirkland's mere moments from the grave up there. I couldn't live with myself. Oh, that's too bad. It's just too bad. I was so looking forward to handing over the funds today and getting this whole thing up on its feet. And perhaps another time, then. Uh, um, uh, what was that? Well, I just don't feel right presenting these funds to you in Kirkland's absence. This is, after all, his foundation, of course. Why, without Kirkland, I don't know what I'm doing here. I see. Would you excuse me for a moment? I'm just going to go inside to... Oh my, look at him go! I do say, what an agile and spry fellow you got working for you here, Ryle. I'll be back. And so, having slaved over conspiratorial endeavors, only to be hindered by yet another obstacle, Ryle hurried back into the house, only to find... Serena, what are you doing? Uh, I'm, um... You have Constance out on the table again, and you're holding a knife above her like you're some Aztec priest. <gasps> you're doing another autopsy on her. Well, yes, I, I... Now? For what possible reason? We know what killed her. Scientific inquiry. We don't have time for this. Give me the knife. Give me the knife. There. Put it down. There. Now we get... This body back under the table. Honestly. Now, we have a problem. It seems our dear Regina is only willing to hand over the money to KFJ personally. Hmm, that is a problem. I told her he isn't feeling well. I don't know about you, but considering everything I've endured for this, I am not walking away empty-handed. Winsley will keep her occupied outside, but we have until the end of this brunch to fix this. And with whatever you stuck Lionel with, brunch is moving forward very quickly. Well, we can start with the most readily apparent option. We could kill her, you know. Out of the question! The way our whole, you know, plan works is as a member of our legal foundation, she retains management of the money as our financial executor. Upon her passing, we elect a new financial executor and then get paid and walk away, hands clean. That's why we picked someone who was supposed to be on her way out. If she dies under any remotely suspicious circumstances, the executors of her estate can hound us to the ends of the earth. Oh, pity we don't have a living, breathing Kirkland here with us. He would know what to do. Well, our dead and disemboweled Kirkland is precisely why there is a problem in the first place. Ryle, I have another idea. I'm not sure you'll like it. Oh, someone just... Don't kill me, but someone kill me. 
What is it? Well, you told her he's ill and can't come down, correct? Yes. Well, do you think she'd be satisfied if he just looked out from his bedroom window and waved hello? How? Oh, no, 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 no. Have any better ideas? No, no, I don't. Well, his body's a mess right now. You took him apart. Can you put him back together in a way that looks sufficiently alive? There's a first time for everything. Would you help me pull his body back onto the table, dear? Sure. <coughs> Here you go. <coughs> Thank you. I'll have him stitched up and fresh-faced before you can... I can't watch this. Suit yourself. Now, next order of business, who is our puppeteer? You? Mm, I thought not. So you will be with Regina, pointing out our marionette when he's set up and addressing any of her doubts. We won't have time to bring Winsley up to speed on this, so you'll have to manage that as well. Joy. As for who's going to run the show while I oversee Lionel in the kitchen, you know, just in case he needs his dosage upped, well, that only leaves... I feel my soul dying. Josephine, Dove, come over to the window, please. Yeah. How are you doing, honey? Well, I'm digging a grave. Oh, sounds like you could use a little bit of light-hearted fun. Do you like puppet shows? This can't be going anywhere good. And so, with ever-growing urgency, Serena and Sir Ryle unfolded their crooked plot to Josephine, waiting on tenterhooks for her reply. All right, I'll do it, but I want a cut of whatever it is you've got going on here. Seems more than reasonable to me. How does 5% sound? 30. Honey, 30% is what the grown-ups in this operation were getting back when we were splitting it equally with your father. And you will be splitting it equally, you two Winsley and Lionel, right after I take my 30%, which I dare say will still leave you with sufficiently more than you'd get if, say, I refuse to take part in this operation. 10%. 29. 15. 27. 17. 25, and you pay for therapy. Deal. And a little something extra for me if I suss out the murderer among you. Ugh, fine. All right, it's showtime. Come here, Ryle. Tell me how you think he looks. Like someone who died in hysterical terror but has his eyes open. I stitched back his cheeks some so he looks like he's giving a cheery smile. Looks like cottage cheese bound by twine, but I'm sure it's the thought that counts. Well, let's get him in place. Where's his bedroom? It's upstairs. Of course it is. KFJ's upper half and toe, the three made their way up the steps, lugging their precious cargo to its former bedroom. And as Josephine situated the remains of her father in front of the window, Serena traveled down to the kitchen to keep vigil over Lionel, while Sir Ryle ran outside to find... <sighs> Regina, my dear. Glorious news. I've talked it over with Kirkland, and he says to tell you... He has utterly no qualms with us handling your donation and getting this whole thing started as soon as possible. Without him present to oversee all his hard work? It just seems so unfair. Yes, but that's Kirkland for you. Always putting himself last to think of the greater good. Are you quite certain he's all right with that? You can ask him yourself. Just look up. Ah! Something wrong, Winsley? No, Ryle, just the state of poor cousin. I would look at him there in the window. Oh, I see what you mean, Ryle. Why does he look ghastly and almost shorter? 
Yes, he's stooped rather low, all thanks to the torturous abdominal pain. That would certainly explain the sallow paleness of his countenance now, wouldn't it? And that grimace. Yes, he never handled nausea well. Look at him waving! Such stiff movements. Achy joints. Uh, Ryle, I really feel it's my duty to go up there and comfort him. Regina, please, I'm begging you, don't do this to yourself. Ryle Wimsley, did I ever tell you, dears, that I worked as a nurse in World War II? Now, whatever plague that may be managing poor Kirkland, I'm sure it would neither terrify nor infect me. You don't survive the polio epidemic to be taken down by a mere household cold. Besides, I feel as though a new life has been breathed into me these last 12 hours. Regina, stay out here with me. Winsley, where's your generosity of spirit? Isn't that what this whole foundation is about? We've all had brunch together. You can learn to share. And so went the struggle to confine Regina, guest of honor, to the backyard. It's in the flick of the wrist. Wait, what are you talking about? When you went down there and you couldn't pick things up, you weren't flicking your wrist. So, you know, try it out next time. What are you doing? I'm trying to, you know, make peace. Make peace? You haven't even apologized yet. Hey, look, if we're going to be stuck together, we might as well work together. I just thought you might appreciate that bit of information. Oh, yeah. Great way of saying, sorry, I killed you. Sorry I killed your mom and brought your magnum opus of life pursuits to a screeching halt. But you know what? I think I've got something to make it all better. Here, you can pick things up. Hey, man, I am trying. I'm trying for the audience. I'm trying to get my job back. I am trying to get you out of here or at least make it tolerable for you. Oh, but no, my supervisor runs me into the ground. This very story seems to have a vendetta against me. You won't get out of my immediate proximity. And now I have to listen not only to your complaining, but your stupid EDM music. Oh, Stupid, is it? Stupid is an understatement, but we're trying to keep this profanity free. Oh, I'll make you use profanity. Wait, where did you... Where are you going? Oh, would you like me to narrate it for you? Look at me. My ghostly form is drifting down into my backyard where Ryle is blocking Regina at the door. I'm telling you, a good dose of maternal love is likely just what Kirkland needs to recuperate. Now let me in. No, Regina, please... Oh, please, don't go in there. Have you always been so remarkably strong? Yes, I do seem to have quite the vigor. It's this new cause. Oh, Regina, please reconsider. You can try to hold me back, Winsley, but I will take you with me. Oh, oh, oh my, I'm off the ground. I feel like a teenager again. I, I think this is my first, how do they say? Piggyback ride! Whee! Ooh! And I sweep in through the door just as Serena and what appears to be a turbo lion will rush out the door with a plate of mini creme brulees. <sighs> and now, I'm going into my house. All right, you've had your fun. I get it. Right up to the very switch you love so much. Oh, please don't. I get it. Oh, I don't think you do. Not yet, at least. Don't touch that. No! Wait, look! I'm not looking at anything! Just turn it off and look. Listen to them. My, what a horrendous cacophony! I guess no more piggyback ride. Yes, Kirkland enjoys playing it when he's feeling ill. It soothes him. Dear me. Well, it's no Chopin. Dreadful. 
Why don't I go grab the funds from the car before another bout of Kirkland's music strikes? Yes, that sounds best. You did it! You were actually helpful in moving the plot along. Look at you, Tiger. So, you really didn't like my song? Oh, I, I mean, it had its moments. I like it in the context of what just happened. Okay, for sure. Sorry I got mad, bro. Sorry I harshed on your music and tried to use you to keep my job, bro. You want to wrap this bad boy up for us? Yeah, that sounds cool. <clears throat> As Regina started unloading the car of the buttload of cash, <laughs> couldn't help it, I'm still me, the gang all congregated on the front lawn. Ryle, Serena, Josephine, and a roid-raged Lionel all struggled to come to terms with their good fortune. As they each passed a bag overflowing with cash, their smiles began to widen. Regina, truly, thank you. From the bottom of all of our hearts, you have done a great deed this day. You don't know what you've made possible. I'll text you about it later. Yes, my dear Regina, thank you for putting this worthy cause at the forefront of your interests. We not only thank you, but the children thank you as well. Speaking of children, who is this one? Oh, this. Yes, this is Franny. She has the disease, which accounts for her dirty appearance. <coughs> Our first patient. You're a survivor, dear. Never forget that. Well, I must be off. I fear there is too much sickness in this mansion. I will see you all soon. The gang waved as Regina's Uber pulled out into the sunset. They shook each other's hands as they made their way back into the mansion, celebrating their hard-earned fortune. Serena, did Regina look unusually chipper to you? How do you mean, Ryle? Well, inconvenient as it would be to take on an investor who was on their way out, only to have them practically enter into a second adolescence, the way our luck's been going, you have to admit it's worth worrying about. Oh, Ryle, that's just the problem with you. The worrying never stops. Here, you look flushed. Make a fan out of some of these bills. I promise it's just as fun as the childhood cartoons promised. Speaking of fun, I believe there is an app that makes all sorts of farm animal noises. Oh, what a delight it shall be to finally have a phone of one's own. I'm thinking of playing the stock market. You know, right after I invest in a loft apartment in Midtown. What about you, Lionel? <laughs> Oh, he's so excited. Let him have his rest. I dare say he's earned it. For that matter, so have we all. Oh, who could that be now? I say, is anyone here expecting another visitor? We have our money. Just shoot whoever's at the door. Who is it? Police, open up. No rest for the wicked. Tonight's episode featured the vocal talents of Michael Adams, Corey Kruger, Karis Morgan Moyer, David Crowley, Michael Taylor, Amanda Jaros, Katie Elsesser, Lauren Howard Hayes, and Phil Crowley. Directed by Carrie Saffron. Music and sound design by Michael Adams. Sound engineering by Victor Mastanza. Seriosity is written and produced by Beth Stavros, Katie Elsesser, and David Crowley. Seriosity was recorded at Kappa Studios in Burbank. <laughs>